everyone, I'm Regan. And I'm Jeff. And this is Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries. A cinematic journey through the Criterion Collection. Today we are talking about spine number 17, Salo. Get out some moist chocolate cake, everybody. We're going to talk about Salo. As I like to call it, stupido. Anyways, it's probably one of the most hard-to-watch movies in the entire Criterion Collection. Okay, it's from 1976. Uh, it's directed by Pier Paolo Pasolini. This is called Salo, or The 120 Days of Sodom. I just don't even know. I don't even know where to... I don't want to give this film two minutes. I don't want to give it the time of day. There's a lot to talk about, actually. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't care. This is part of the deal. <laughs> so, basically, this is kind of loosely based on the Marquis de Sade and... Also a little bit on Dante's The Inferno, but it's tra- transposed into the point of where Mussolini's about to lose power in Italy, and his fascist regime is about to collapse. And in the story, a bunch of the heads of the party take and basically abduct a bunch of boys and girls and take them to a private residence where they sexually assault them, humiliate them, beat them, and kill them as the regime is coming to a close. It's incredibly graphic. Mm-hmm. There's a huge scene about eating poop, mm-hmm. which is disgusting, but they spent a lot of time talking about it. What I got out of the poop-eating scene was that fascists are able to convince people that the shit that they are saying is legitimate, and through making people think that eating poop was a delicacy, it's like how fascists get people to eat their shit and regurgitate it. Like, basically brainwashing people to find crap delightful. So like Trump. Exactly like Trump. They spent a lot of time with an old prostitute telling, like, incest and prostitution stories about the crazy stuff she did with men that was incredibly tedious and boring Mm -hmm. to sit through. It wasn't even titillating. It was just really dull. I don't think anything from this movie was titillating. I don't least. think it's supposed to be titillating. I think it's supposed to be disturbing. I think if you're not disturbed by this movie, it means that you're not really human. I would hope so. My fear is that life imitates art and people will use this... To feed their fecal fetishes? Well, you never know. Like, that's... I don't know. Which is why I don't like violence in movies and... And we are actually seeing this with the Trump campaign. I mean, people are sort of following his lead and are becoming more violent or are becoming less... What's the word I'm trying looking for? They even blame the victims when they beat them. Yeah. It's the victim's fault that they were beaten because they're being un-American. Yeah, and they're becoming less... Like, they don't accept other... Less accepting of other people. They're becoming less accepting of other people. There's no way to have conversations. Right. And I just worry that, you know, movies like this, I don't know. Well, I will say that for how disturbing the movie was and how hard it was for us to sit through, and it was incredibly hard to sit through, and it was incredibly gross, there's a lot to talk about afterwards, I think. It's just during the movie, you just want it to be over so you don't have to be witness to this anymore. Well, even talking about it afterwards, like, I just want it to be over. I want the visualizations to cease from my memory completely. And this is probably why it's taken us so long to do this podcast. This was an incredibly hard movie to to watch and or want to talk about afterwards. 
Yeah, I just don't even see the point. Like, even if you're saying, like, oh, this is a masterpiece, it's a meaningful movie, blah, blah, blah. I just don't even think that it's not worth my time, to be honest. Well, I will say that the whole point seems to be, like, how the simplest, like, the most boring and banal people can be the most evil, and it, like, creeps up into things. Like, all those kids just kind of went along with it, for the most part, just trying to survive. And at first it started out... I'm not going to say normal, but it started out being less depraved than it ended up. And it, by gradual increments, it got worse and worse and worse. And people went along with it because it was a gradual thing that they were trying to survive. Yeah. The weirdest part was seeing that end scene where they're torturing and killing all the kids while the, the guys are watching and getting their jollies. They're in a beautiful room looking out a window at all this torture surrounded by beautiful works of art and gorgeous music, which was crazy, showing the juxtaposition between high art and depravity. Yeah. No, I understand the point behind the movie, and yeah, I I understand it, but using sex and using adolescence to tell that story, like, was that 100% necessary? Like, is there no other form that this story could have been told in that could have been... You know, for me, it overshadows the message. It's brutal. It's brutal. It seemed to be the reason that Pasolini was murdered as well. I mean, people were really pissed off about this movie when it came out in the late 70s. And it wasn't long after where he was found murdered. Basically, somebody... The story is that he was with a male prostitute, and the prostitute killed him, and then they ran him over with a car. But nobody really knows what happened. And this movie came out, I believe, after he died. Like, widely released. If it was widely released at all. It's still, it still was banned in a lot of countries into the 80s. I think Britain was one of them. Who else would ban this movie still today? Do you think there's any other countries that still ban it? Your mom, my mom. Well, I don't even want my mom to know this movie exists. She's getting it for Christmas. <laughs> the other thing, too, was that the process of dehumanizing these people started out slow and got worse and worse. I don't worse. agree with that. I think they were dehumanized from the second that they picked them out at the camp. They were completely dehumanized. Because but at a certain point, they started taking them and treating them as sex slaves to treating them like animals, where they would make them eat out of bowls. Yeah, but and they'd I think make that them that run around on their hands and knees from the beginning. and eat nails and shit and get their jollies out of it. I think that that was the intention from the beginning, though. Like, when they went to the camp, they wouldn't even take the people who were missing teeth because they were damaged goods. I mean, like, it was from the from the beginning, these were not seen as children or humans at all. They were sex slaves and objects of torture fetish. Yeah. I just would argue that they would never they didn't see them as humans even from the beginning. I know that the horrific things that they did to them just kept getting worse and worse, but I think that if they would have saw these kids as human at any point, it would have been harder for them to increase that. I don't think that anybody escaped either. When I think back on the thing, I feel like even the kids that told on other kids to not get in trouble at the end, you know how there was that succession of one person would get in trouble and then they would tell on somebody else for something else? I thought there was like one or two kids that did not get killed and those were the tattletales 
if I remember correctly. Maybe. It also was weird that all the servants in the house were... Naked like, all the time? No, not... No, there was... <laughs> the ones that weren't part of that, the ones who were just there to, like, clean and cook and shit, were all, like, Middle Eastern or African people. Mm. And they were, like, left out of it until the end when one of the kids got caught having sex with one of the servants. It was broken up into four parts, and it was the Inferno, the Circle of Manias, the Circle of Shit, and the Circle of Blood. And the one that they seemed to take forever on was the Circle of Shit, Mm -hmm. where they all just sat around eating shit like it was the most delicious thing in the world. Granted, I was not very hungry afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing from the circle of shit was a quote. I'm not sure if this is verbatim, um, but a sodomite is similar to an executioner, only it can be performed over and over again. Yeah, that's not going on an inspirational poster anytime soon. <laughs> can you imagine, like one like that? You know, business CEOs used to have in there with an eagle. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And instead of it saying success, it would say sodomite. No? I'm trying to think what else to talk about. I know I know there's been a lot of discussion about this, and I started, like, a, on Reddit, and I started a conversation about this, and a lot of people chimed in, and I helped me see things that I couldn't see because I couldn't get past how disgusting the movie was. I mean, I know it's all about the rise of fascism and, and the banality of evil and all that crap, I feel like Pasolini took the most outrageous way of expressing that just to, like, shock and disgust people. Unfortunately, I think that made the message become lost, which, you know, you even mentioned in your previous comment about how you had to start a thread on Reddit for people to help you see past the grossness of this movie. Look, I just wanted, I asked, like, what, you know, I just watched this. I don't know that it has any redeeming qualities. Can, can we just have a discussion about it? And there's there's people who have watched this numerous times and, like, think it's great. And I don't know that I could ever actually watch this movie again. I don't think I'd ever want to watch this movie again. No. I've seen Pasolini movies in the past, and I've really enjoyed some of them. But this is not one that I would ever revisit in any way. It was a real struggle to sit through, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that all the music was done by Ennio Morricone, but I couldn't even enjoy the music because of the imagery on the screen was so disturbing. I don't remember the music. Yeah, I didn't even watch like the f- whole fourth segment, the Circle of Blood. I pretty much had my head under the covers for that whole thing. It I was so depraved. Anything. No, I mean there there was like the four gentlemen who were the heads of that fallen regime who basically just watched and i don't even know if they masturbated but it it seemed like they were watching and getting like beating off or something over the torture of these people and it was like something that they just got their utmost jollies out of gross i don't it wasn't even just incest and cross-dressing and rape both homosexual rape and just rape, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was like all things. And I don't even know. There's some part of me that feels like there was animals involved too, but I don't even know if that's true. Um, there were, but it was like they were eating like dogs, and I don't remember if there was an actual dog in, in that. I don't remember sex with animals or anything like that, though. At the very beginning, the things that the men say when they have the kids lined up and they're about to start the program of, of like, debasing them, 
one of the guys said, all things are good when taken to excess. And that was basically, this movie was taken way beyond excess. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't good. No. And it was shot kind of like a neo-realist movie with handheld cameras, which made it feel even more realistic and disturbing. I don't know. All I do know is, honestly, if you watch this movie, you're not going to look at chocolate cake or brownies the same for a very, very long time. Or fudge. Or fudge. Or pudding. Chocolate pudding. Or a big vat of melted chocolate. Or poop. You won't look at poop the same way again. And you're never going to enjoy peeing in someone's beard like you used to. <laughs> uh. Well, anyways, that's uh, that's our brief talk about Salo. Uh, if you were tuning in to hear more, I'm sorry. It just was probably the most difficult movie to talk about and watch. Hopefully out of the whole collection, although I know there's probably some other disturbing movies coming up. But... We're normally more funny than this. I cannot imagine anything being more disturbing than this. Mm -mm. I mean, this is basically... If you wanted to talk about faces of death, that's probably the only thing more disturbing than Salo. I think it would be really fun if someone went through this movie and any time there was poop, if they put the little poop emoji over it, then that would be kind of fun. Or if you just turned it into faces of Jeff... And then anytime someone's going to die, my face just pops up with a smile. So then whenever you see me, so you just think about dies. death. Oh, yeah, that would be really great. Everybody I wait on feels the same way. Terrible. Thank you very much for listening. We are going to try to have our podcast come out on a more regular basis from now on. Um, there may be breaks in between, larger breaks if we take a vacation or something like that. Um, but we are going to try to at least get out one per week. And also, if you like us, if you like to listening to this, please find us on iTunes. We are Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries. And make sure that you rate us, because if you rate us, it helps people find us easier. So we didn't mean for it to taper off like this, and we hope that if you're still listening, you accept our apologies. We are actually just going to start watching some movies right now so that we have something to talk about very, very soon. Thanks. Thank you.